I think she's recognizing more so than Marisol is that Miami's fine without, and I mean this for all the women, any one of them, they're a great ensemble cast, but no one person is carrying it. Yeah. So I do think it was a smart thing. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B, And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers and Amanda? Hi, B. Hi, cocktailers. It is BravoCon weekend. Yes, you it guys, is. I hope you're listening to this if you're at BravoCon as you're getting ready. Something fun for us to share is that I know that we shared Amanda and I separately had family stuff. We could not make it this year. However, we did think it was important for us to have representation. So a girl who works with Cocktails and Gossip podcast, she works with us getting our advertisements and everything, is going to be at BravoCon. She's going to be our eyes and ears. People are asking me, and I'm telling them, Amanda, like in the DMs, and they're like, I just hope someone posts her like, oh my God, this is Bravo Cocktails. Oh my God, too funny. Yes. Uh, she's going to be at the Studge Truck. Which day is she going to be at the Studge Truck? Sunday? Sunday, I think. And she's going to be, you know, chatting Bravo and Cocktails. So she's going to be everywhere. She's going to be buying Austin drinks, saying that she's Bravo and Cocktails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we will have eyes and ears and boots on the ground. And of course, all of you lovely folks who I'm already getting yeah. stuff. I'll just share right at the top that I just received somebody who said anonymous, please. Um, Teresa, Louie, Melissa and Joe bumped directly into each other in the Las Vegas airport. They took different flights, but they still landed at the same time. Oh, funny. Yeah. And this person saw the whole interaction and she was like, they were all just so annoyed. (laughs) Don't you wonder, like, there's got to be some, like, they must have worked with, like, BravoCon handlers or somebody to be like, we are not on the same flight. Make sure that we are not on the same flight. And how funny, because you know that they took pains so that they wouldn't be and they still run into each other at the airport. How annoying is that? Louie, where's the private jet? Oh, oh, that was that's because Dina doesn't talk to them anymore. Oh, wait, no, excuse me. She still talks to Teresa. <laughs> Seriously, Louie, I thought I thought it was like she was like exclusively PJ lifestyle now. I mean, I'm so excited to get this scoop as it comes in. And I promise you, if anything like wild jumps off, I absolutely plan on hopping on and doing an emergency pod. Amanda will join me if she can. Mm-hmm. If I can't do it, Amanda will do it. We were mm-hmm. we're going to get you guys the scoop yep so don't fret follow along with us we're already getting fun stuff larry from bravo by gaze and ali bravo afterthought both of our friends just bumped into each other at the airport oh my gosh (laughs) they just texted me a picture so fun as a matter of fact i i had somebody offered me up a three-day vip a couple days ago and i was like it's not that i don't want to go i can't go yeah I have a family obligation. So next year. Next year. None of my family better get married next year. (laughs) 
Halloween. How was your Halloween? Oh, it was it was good. I dressed as, you know, in the Barbie movie, how at the end all the Barbies put the like work suits on and like unhypnotize or whatever the Barbies. I love that's that. what I dressed as. And then my daughter was a cheerleader and my son was this is funny because like I was he's he's older and I was so happy because I took him to the Halloween store and he and his friend wanted to be Elmo and Cookie Monster. Stop it. I love like these that. giant onesies. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, I don't care how much they cost because I was like I was like scared that they're going to be like I want to be a like psycho killer or whatever. But then, of right. course, of course, my son was like, um, by the way, my friends bought me a Michael Myers mask so he was Elmo with a Michael Myers mask which is horrifying <laughs> compromise <laughs> when you have preteens it's all about compromise I know how was yours it was so much fun I hate when it's Tuesday I gotta be honest mm-hmm. because there's like a whole week ahead so you can't like yeti it as hard with the cocktails yeah. around town but I have to tell you I never care I liked Halloween when I was a kid but those years in between, I really didn't care. I wasn't the one, like, I would dress up with my friends, but I didn't, like, I wasn't spearheading the group costume. Right. But as a parent, I've leaned fully into it. I really enjoy it. I don't dress up. I There are years I did. Like, we were all Ninja Turtles one year, and I, we've done it. But this year, I just put on the cat ears like every yeah. other mom. And my daughter was the Mad Hatter. Cute. Couldn't be more appropriate. and my son was a hot dog oh hilarious but wait his my nephew was a pickle and their friend was a banana and then their other friend was a taco so I was like are they making a joke and are we all not realizing it or are they not realizing it and I don't know what it was oh that's too funny yeah I I don't think they noticed like they're a little bit young I think for that but I don't know oh my god that's hilarious 12 is 12 too young for that probably not I think I don't, I think they probably are too young to get the double joke on there. But you'll have to get, make sure that you share the picture in like three or four years. Like that reminds me, (laughs) I was saying to my son, because we have this skeleton that we use as like one of our decorations and I was having a hard time finding him. Finally, I found him and I was, I was talking to my son. I was like, you know what you used to call this guy when you were like three? And he's like, what? I'm like, Mr. Boners. Oh my God. (laughs) And so now, I mean, you just can't not call a skeleton Mr. Boners. Right. Oh, my God. That's so... F- Does he... Was he like... Oh, he was dying. Great. He was dying. Yeah. My son's 13. So he's like, oh, I, yeah. No, he he gets it. So, okay. So we got to talk. There's literally so much to go through. So much. And there's... And like BravoCon, there's so many explosions that can happen. I hear the Southern Charm cast is at each other's throats. Ooh. Of course, we have Jersey. We have Summer House, the Lindsay and Carl of it all. Yeah. Captain Lee calling out Kyle. I mean, I don't even know if you saw that yet. I just saw no. that today. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Okay. Beverly Hills. I mean, awkwardness. Is Mauricio going to be there? Miami just came out last night. Let's just, let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay. So Miami, so good. I was just so happy to have it back. What'd you think? I, first of all, it's been such a crazy week. I completely forgot. And I remembered at like 7.40 as I'm driving home from soccer practice. I was like, eh, pedal to the metal. Beverly Hills came on first, but still. I, get okay. I wasn't sure. In that moment, I couldn't remember. And I have Beverly Hills recording, but I didn't have my armor 
Miami reality that switched to Bravo. Yes. Right. So I want to say kudos to Alexia for realizing she had a terrible showing at the reunion. I think she picked up that like fans weren't having it. We're going to get into her hosting the New Horizons get together at her at her penthouse. But first, let me say, I don't like Todd. The nine minute recorded apology on Instagram was totally weird when it came out. Yeah. Nicole and Anthony said they appreciated it. But when brought up at Alexia's house, Anthony looked uncomfortable and Todd did not attend. So he made this apology but then we watch Alexia tell Marisol he doesn't like any of them. He doesn't think they're our friends. So did he have to do that? Like, was he legally, like, was Anthony, Anthony oh. attorney, like, you have to apologize? By the way, congratulations to Dr. Nicole and Anthony. They just announced they're expecting their second child. They announced that today. Oh, I know. I love them. I love them. But there's also something about Anthony that I feel like maybe it's the private jet Maybe it's the multiple mansions that they own, but he's like a boss. And it was like Todd was reading a script. So I wonder if, I don't think he forced him, but Todd works in real estate. Anthony manages a lot of different properties. So maybe it was like, I have to do this. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Anthony was like threatening to sue him unless he did a public apology because I think it just was uncomfortable for everybody. I think it's Todd's kind of secondhand embarrassment for doing the apology the way he did for nine minutes on social media. Very, very unnecessary. I think very weird. Like, I mean, while Anthony is definitely a boss, like I don't see him as being the word yeah I don't so. like, I, like a Lenny right like I could see a Lenny no. being like you must apologize in public I don't see Anthony no I would see I'm him I'm a big fan of his I love yeah. his energy Nicole and Anthony I think have a similar energy where they definitely are bosses but they're not assholes at all I don't get an asshole vibe from either of them totally I don't think so either and I think that I think they probably found that whole situation more embarrassing too i think todd was in a weird way trying to like kiss the ring because of probably anthony's business relationships and i think it just i think it went not the way that he intended and i think he was just like i said secondhand embarrassed and dr nicole was like i really like we appreciated the apology but like it wasn't really necessary to do it on facebook he could have called anthony yeah hundred percent. And that's what most normal people would do. Call him and apologize. Maybe or... he just kind of got around town and like socially people were laughing at him kind of thing. Like, I don't think Nicole and Anthony per se, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Alexio seemed embarrassed by it when she was talking about it, too. And she definitely has seems to be doing her apology slash penance tour on the show as well. She goes out with Julia and then she goes out for lunch with Adriana, who shows up in, of course, true Adriana's style with a white flag and then wearing this. I don't know if it was a dress or what it was, but on the like the tank top part on the top had a peace symbol on one boob and then a love symbol on the other boob. I thought that was actually really funny. I did, too. And honestly, to me, it seems as if production told Alexia you have to invite Adriana. So meet with her, like to the party. So meet with, because 
meet with her for lunch, make peace. It seemed very forced, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Alexia is definitely, to me, trying to stay in production's good graces. I think she's recognizing more so than Marisol is that Miami's fine without, and I mean this for all the women, any one of them, they're a great ensemble cast, but no one person is carrying it. Yeah. So I do think it was a smart thing. But we clearly saw her not too long before that say when she was getting drinks with Kiki and Marisol, oh, I'm not ready to make amends. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, they did call a truce. Marisol did not want to come to the party. But again, Todd being weird didn't show. And Alexia was clearly upset by that. Yeah, I thought that was really, by the way, really shitty that Todd didn't show up you could see like Alexia was worried that he wasn't going to because she's like you're going to come right and he says of course of course of course and then she cries when she's in glam because he's not coming just I don't know poor showing from Todd not that impressed I definitely agree with you that Alexia her her making amends with Adriana felt forced I feel like again she was like doing her penance either self-inflicted because I think you know, I remember very clearly you and I having this chat during the reunion about just how badly she came off in that reunion. Mm-hmm. So either she did it to herself or a production made her. But clearly, I don't think she wanted to do it, but did it anyway. Well, we got an email. Let's um, go through it. Do you want to read that email? Because I thought I was thinking all these things. You were thinking all these things. And then we got an email that sort of makes sense. It puts his, puts some of these puzzle pieces together. The Messy Miami one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because just for a little context, we saw Julia kind of freak out on Marisol as well. I, can I, I always have Marisol. I always want to say it Marisol. Right I know, I know. So I always stumble. I'm sorry, Marisol. So anyway, so in context of that, let me read this email. From Messy Miami. Subject, more to it. Julia's anger towards Marisol may have seemed outsized at the end of last night's episode. That's because there is more to it that would break the fourth wall that we aren't hearing about. Marisol made some intense efforts to get Adriana canned from the show it didn't work and now even her refusal to film with her didn't work because what also isn't being said is that production made Alexia invite Adriana and made Marisol come so basically they tried to ice out Adriana and it didn't work Juliana or sorry Julia and Adriana are okay with Alexia because this car was driven by Marisol They also feel if they can get Alexia to be neutral and not ride or die for Marisol, they ultimately have a change to get rid of Marisol. I thought that means chance, but... Oh, chance. Chance. (laughs) They ultimately have a chance to get rid of Marisol. But they are relishing the opportunity to point out that Marisol lost this battle. So this email made so much sense to me. Because when I read this email, I immediately remembered the comment at lunch Adriana made to Alexia when she said, I know that a lot of stuff Marisol does, you take on some of the blame for, and I understand it isn't you. And that was the moment when Alexia let her guard down, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, and looked so relieved. 
when she says this. And then as Julia is going in at Alexia's house on Marisol, Marisol says, Alexia, like, say something. Jump in here. And Alexia doesn't. And in her confessional, she says something like, you know, sometimes people have to handle their own problems. So I'm looking at it like Alexia is full time. She's trying to make amends. If Marisol wants to keep this beef going, she's going to try. She's going to try to keep the peace with Adriana, right? That could change if Adriana does something. I do think that probably Alexia supported Marisol getting rid of Adriana. But when production put the kibosh on it, Alexia completely backed down and Marisol didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Marisol, she is either the biggest grudge holder we have ever seen on Housewives or she just doesn't give a shit about keeping her spot on the show. Maybe it's both. I don't know. I think that and I honestly and just so people know when they tell me I'm biased, I personally love Marisol. That doesn't mean that I think she's right. That doesn't mean I think she's always right in situations. I think she can be a grudge holder. I think that like many, she's guilty of only seeing her point of view and not appreciating the other, like, you know, the other person's point of view. But I just enjoy her. I think she's funny. I think she would be really cool to hang out with. I do think there's a part of her that feels like I'm classic to this. And I I do think she also is kind of like, I, I could take it or leave it. I, I'm not, this doesn't define me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I love her. I think she's so funny and so fun. But I've just been a little like, I think all of us kind of felt it like this old versus new split in the cast was really starting to lose me Mm -hmm. at the end of last season and during the reunion. And I feel like they heard us because, I mean, Alexia is trying really hard we're seeing we're definitely seeing some some bridges being crossed, I think, in a good way. Speaking of just good things happening, what about Lisa getting ready in her and Lenny's walk in closet, getting ready for her divorce hearing? But the new handsome tech boyfriend, Jody, is in there chatting with her while she does it. I mean, you know, I loved this. Yeah, He seems awesome. She is very clearly really going through it with this legal battle with Lenny. We knew about it. To see it is you could just see the pain. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to ask you because like kudos to Jody for standing by her side and being so supportive. But it must be odd to start a relationship with such a contentious situation going on. I think I'm looking at it and I'm saying like. He recognizes that it's not that she loves Lenny or is sad about that part of it. It's more just the difficulty of sorting everything out so she can fully move on. 100%. Because, you know, she says, like, divorce sucks. And some people could be, like, could interpret that to mean, like, you know, she's still heartbroken. I don't think that's what that was about. I think it's because Lenny is literally making everything so much harder He's doing everything so publicly. I mean, we talked a lot about this last week. You know, he's been going to the press. He's been saying things are emergencies. It's just constant. And, you know, Lisa's sitting in that chair knowing that she is going into interrogation. I mean, depositions, but really it is. It's interrogation all day long. And she goes in there saying, like, how long is this going to be? And he's like, plan to be here all day. And then they leave at, what, 5.30, I deduced by the timing when, you know, she's asking the driver how long. You know, she's having to chase Letty down 
for money. I can I can really only imagine. And I think with Jody, he's got kind of a fine line of where he can be as far as supportive. But like just be I think being supportive is the best thing he can do. Like getting all angry and getting mad is not going to help anybody. And I think he has this very calm, steady just demeanor that I think is really probably helpful and calming for Lisa through this. I love when she's like, well, it wasn't in this episode. It's oh, it wasn't this episode where she's like, well, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. But I always like Canadian. I any Canadian I know is great. And I, I just feel like Canadians are very rational, like just easygoing people. And that's a total stereotype, albeit a positive stereotype. But maybe it's just the Canadians I know. But he definitely fits the idea that I have in my head of that. So, yeah, for sure. What did you think about Marcus and Larsa? Now, you guys know I was the first one who kept harping on how weird it was that her ex-husband played with his father and she must have known him as a kid, even though she said at the reunion that she really didn't know him. But I got to tell you, first of all, I really like he seems to have such a sweet, kind energy about him and very clearly loves her, like the way he looks at her. And she seems to really be happy and like, I really like them together. And I, I even, I posted on Instagram, I was like, you guys know I'm not the biggest Larsa fan, but like, good for her. She really seems happy. And he really seems to be so sweet and devoted to her. 100%. I, I picked up on he his energy. It just seems like he has a really good energy. And he's so much better looking on television yes. than he is in still pictures. I mean, he was handsome, but I've like, Watching him on the show, I was like, wow, he's yes. really good looking. Whereas yes. I've just seen pictures of him. Obviously, he's a handsome young guy, but he's like very good looking. Very sexy, I think. Like hearing him talk to his voice, like and his the way he carries himself, just I totally agree. And my mind has been changed. I always like my thing was always just like it really weirded me out that, you know, she possibly was on, you know, travel team trips or whatever like yeah he was a kid like that kind of thing I'm like even though I think I'm pretty sure Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan actually hated each other yes Um, so maybe they really weren't around each other because of that yeah maybe that's why but it does it just kind of seems to work with them and I get it and I like I like what I see so far and then Gertie we know you know we've talked about this but um, we know Gertie has breast cancer and we know like Gertie just kind of grabs Larsa at the end and just says, even though they had just gotten into a fight, she goes back to her and just says, just be there for me. Just when I ask, come for me, be there for me. And honestly, in that moment, first of all, my heart broke for her when I realized that that because we didn't know at that time that her and Russell knew she had it yeah. before she broke down. And when Russell was like, I'll, my heart broke for the both of them. Just, I, you know. Sadly, I think it's something that we can all relate to, if not for ourselves, thankfully, for family, friends, and they have two young boys. And I really have to tell you, even though Gertie, not Gertie, even though Larsa didn't know what the hell she was talking about, she was like, yeah, of course, of course. And I just felt the whole episode, there was a softer side of Larsa. I'm liking this 
And I think it's going to be very powerful for us to watch Gertie's journey. I think it is going to be relatable. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people who have walked that very trying path, either themselves or with a mom or a sister or a best friend. I think it's going to bring up a lot of stuff for people. But I think that that is why so many of us tune in to the show. Sometimes sometimes we need to watch it and relate to other people. Right. Absolutely. And we know, you know, I know from following Gertie that she has really taken this positive, you know, I'm kicking its butt kind of attitude and like this very proactive, just very positive stance. And I think, yes, you know, and I mean, if anybody had to be bold, it should be her with that perfect face. <laughs> a hundred, yeah, and like the, the perfect everything. So don't tell me you didn't see her and think to yourself, "Shit, if I if I had to be bold, I know." Like she looked gorgeous. I know I would look like a potato. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about what I'm going to call the squeak that was the Vanity Fair article that came out this week. And when I say squeak, I mean, we kept hearing this was going to be a roar that was going to rock all of our worlds. But, you know, I, I sat down and I got a notification through our cocktail party discord with the link to the article. I sat down. I took the probably, what, 20 minutes to read the article. And I kept looking. I'm like, well, I think we've heard this. We've heard this. It was nothing. So it was interesting. If you haven't you know, maybe followed stuff as closely as you and I have. There might have been some stuff in there, but I didn't see anything I hadn't heard before. You know, while the allegations that Ebony is making are definitely significant, we'd heard them before. So I didn't I didn't hear anything new. I fat listen, the Ebony what you said, it's significant. And them deciding to cut Ramona from BravoCon is significant because there is no place for bigotry in this world ever. And if you want to say, oh, she's just an older woman and she doesn't realize what she's saying, I don't think people like that deserve a platform. I think if you're smart enough to operate businesses throughout your life and be as successful as she is, you should be smart enough to educate yourself on what the appropriate way to speak to people is. And that's that's that. But other than that, and again, we had already heard it before, and I did I was surprised that she was on the girls' trip. I guess Bravo thought they had taken a long enough break. It was a nothing burger for me. Yeah. Personally, the part about Leah, listen, and I have said this from the beginning. Reality television has been around for 20 plus years. Adult women and men make choices to go on these shows and to show their lives. And it is fantastic when you get brand deals and it's fantastic. Cardi B was discovered on Love and Hip Hop, okay? She's one of the biggest hip hop artists in the world right now. That's a great story. But for every Cardi B, there's dozens of people that nothing comes of it and their life is exposed and relationships are ruined. We know this. We've known this since the real world. We've right. known this since, when you want to talk Bravo, we've known this since OC. Lynn Curtin getting evicted, her fake wealth. Teresa and Joe Judice going to jail because probably if they were 
just regular old citizens, nobody would be looking at what their mortgage was, right? Mm -hmm. So we know these things. Blaming Bravo to me is laughable. Somebody like Leah who, oh, well, there's an email. So we got this email that says, the Vanity Fair article's hilarious. The people complaining were begging to be back in starring roles less than a year ago. It's just a bunch of bruised egos. And all of this dirt was completely squashed with the truth. They need to take an L. Yep. Furthermore, so like Leah, okay, the best part of the article was Ebony saying, fuck Bethany, she doesn't speak for me. Yeah. So this article was not led by Bethany. It was already in the works. She would like us to believe that it was led by her, but I'm happy that Ebony did not allow her that luxury. Good for her. Right. The article did not do what it thought it would do. Now, should established reality stars fight for union protections? Sure. Should they fight for streaming residuals? Sure. The problem with that is there's so many unknowns dying to have 15 minutes of fame that they would just go against that union. And I think that's the crux of the issue is how do you get people to fall in line? Because you have established stars who didn't want to. Drew Barrymore, who's wealthy and has been a star since she's two, didn't want to follow the writer's strike. So yeah. you expect Jenny Smith, who wants her 15 minutes of fame as a real housewife to give a shit about a reality union once she's had a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just my two cents. I, I think that I certainly think everybody should work in a safe environment. But at the end of the day, it isn't anybody's fault for your bad choices. It no. isn't anybody's fault if you pick up a bottle. You go on Housewives, you know New York, New York women are getting loaded every episode. If you're recovering, maybe it's not the place for you if you can't handle it. Period. Like when I go out with girlfriends on a big night I don't blame them the next day for my hangover you know like I am the one who ultimately chooses every time to take a sip of that drink I am you know I'm in my 40s nobody is saying drink Amanda nobody nobody is saying chug nobody's saying like you have to take this and if shot. they are they're not holding a gun to your head you could say no nobody is doing that in your 40s like no well you haven't been out with me recently oh okay oh, well, just kidding chug 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 i'm out go i'm in <laughs> and then i'll blame you for my hangover the next day <laughs> yes <laughs> just kidding no I, so i don't know i i just struggle like these are all decisions people have made for themselves and I support unions I support their ability to unionize I think I agree with you there's definitely risks that you know unknowns will come in and 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 steal the spotlight because they're cheaper I do want to say you know my my issue with Ramona and her bigotry is okay you make a mistake but she flat out refused to try to learn and change her ways. She was given education. She was given, I mean, she's been given so much feedback and still refused to try to change, you know, to try to change. And like right. that to me is just an asshole. Like that's not even, I mean, that's bigotry, but that's also just being a flat out dick. And she was also fired from Douglas Element today. I heard, the yeah, she lost her real estate job. Now, this is interesting. Somebody reached out to me and they said that Batch Boss, which is Avery's company, was also disinvited to BravoCon and that Ramona is the majority owner of the company. However, somebody then sent me a picture of like an airplane saying, see you at Bravo BravoCon from the Batch Boss account, which 
doesn't mean they're going to be in BravoCom. There's lots of trucks and setups and stuff outside yeah. and all like that. So I have my boots on the ground and we're going to get down to business and see. Obviously, if they already had their tickets, they're not going to admit that they were cut. It's you know what I mean? I'm not right. saying Avery herself is going. It could be her partner or girls that work with them. And they may just be in Vegas having a presence. But I hear that they are not at Bravo sponsored events such as like in the merchant area. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll have to watch and see on that. Interesting. They, also, Bravo has yet to comment on the uh, on her removal. She's not in. They made this like big picture with all of them. She's not in it. We don't know how it will impact the girls trip. A source told me that for now it will air normally or I think they'll probably make an effort to like not showcase her, mm-hmm. but like at group events and stuff, she's there. But again, this just happens and this is BravoCon weekend. So I think that the network will re will evaluate once this weekend passes. I mean, let's face it, they're busy. Everybody's busy at Bravo. Yeah. At this time, I heard no plans to scrap the show. Of course, that can change. I guess we'll have to see. I wonder what this means for Girls Trip because we had the Brandy Caroline disaster. Now the Roni girls trip. Come on. It could be, yeah. To your point, they could just not highlight her in like post. So, okay. So I feel there's so much to go through. Beverly Hills. What did you think? I just, I haven't been this intrigued by Beverly Hills since the very beginning. Mauricio's mom and Kyle. Awkward. Mm -hmm. It seems like mom is blaming Kyle for the speculation, but I mean, something went down. He cheated. It seems like they know, but they're just expecting Kyle to take it on the chin. To fall in line. Yeah. And I can't help but notice her sobriety and how maybe in the past she leaned on that and was kind of able to be around them in social birthday party holiday situations, right? where she was able to put on the happy face and be lovey-dovey with Mauricio and everything was fine, and now sober, she's unable to do that. Her anxiety was palpable. Mm-hmm. I felt sorry for her watching it. Like, And he he generally is getting more pissed at her not falling in line. He came off like a total asshole, I thought. You know, Mike, he's sitting there talking about himself and blah, 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 and I'm so, you know, I'm so stressed and... It's his daughter's birthday. Like, no, you talk about like, gosh, 15 years ago today, I remember. And you, you know, like, and you say, you know, oh, and your sisters were doing this. And it's like, he just came off. Like, again, like, you really start to see a little bit from Kyle's standpoint. You know, she called his business the other woman, which I thought was kind of a wink and a nod to. He just came off as a dick. I don't know. I was not impressed. Well... And we'll get to Dorit and PK's anniversary surprise, but PK made a really obnoxious comment yeah. about like, oh, yeah, she'd be so like, whatever, so shocked. He would if- never have done this for her. Yeah. Which is so fucked up because him and Mauricio are supposedly good friends. But also it's so true. Like, I don't know how we never notice that it's all about Mauricio. I think Kyle is no longer interested in shielding yes i think she did a lot of singing and dancing in the splits so that everybody would be like oh they're so cute and look at how funny and charming he is and and let him be the cute high one and dead Uh uh-huh 
and I will sing and, and tap dance so that everyone thinks everything is great. And I think she's no longer interested in it. I, she's done. I can't believe she did it for as long as she did if everything we're seeing and thinking is true. Like, this doesn't happen overnight. No. Like, she said at one point, like, people talk about hard times. I guess this is what hard times are. Like, girl, I will say, though, it doesn't happen overnight. There could be multiple transgressions right in the marriage but at some point you get pushed to your edge and then you are done right yes. it could have had nothing to do with Kyle seeing another woman or another person outside of their marriage it could have had absolutely nothing to do with that it could have been something that happened with her and Mauricio that she was then like I am out of here I am done no more no more I am I'm watching yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, what, what was with the surprise, the Dorit and Pete? I don't know. I mean, it was weird to me. It's tra- It was very strange to me that Dorit had such a weird reaction. I would have been picking up on it once Kyle was like picking up the hotel room key, knowing it was right around my anniversary time. I would have been like picking up on it. It was so strange that she was so weird and anxious and like, I need air and like, oh, I feel better now that I'm talking to my babies. Like, this can't all be post-traumatic stress so to be fair i think that dorit and pk have always been a little odd right eccentric let's say eccentric Mm -hmm. i mean pk makes me laugh don't get me wrong but they sort of always had this fraudulent not fraudulent like they're committing fraud but just like something is amiss with them and this just seemed so i don't know the words for it but Without the recent revelation that they're really split, would we be feeling this way or would we just think it was quirky PK and Jory doing a big show? I mean, that's what I normally would have thought. There was just something, yeah, something was like a note off by the whole the whole situation. I liked that we got to see a little bit more of Crystal this week. I think her brother's an interesting character. I didn't real I knew that he was a pop star. I didn't realize that he was like Justin Bieber famous in China. Yeah, because remember when he was like back for COVID and there was that. You yeah. never talked about his broken engagement before today that I remember. But and he's super cute. He's very cute. And yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that he is 41. I want to know how many DMs Crystal got. Like, I'm interested in your brother. I'm interested in your brother. <laughs> I know, seriously. And I liked, did you see her reaction when he was like, well, you met. I know. What, what would you think if I brought somebody home 20 years younger than me? Yeah, she was <laughs> like, ah. I know. It's it's so true. It's so do as I say, not as I do. And then Sutton meeting with the matchmaker, this poor matchmaker. Okay. So I feel like I just, okay, not even I feel like. I distinctly remember when Sutton first came on the show, she behaved like that. And I was like, oh, who is this? Why is she on Beverly Hills? And like, then she grew on me and there's like she has very endearing qualities. I think she's a really good friend. Mm-hmm. But meeting with the matchmaker, she was so obnoxious. But then when she was sitting with Garcelle and she framed it like she gave up so much of her power, I I saw it differently. Yeah. And I think it's because we always come from like our own reality. And for me, seeing that, it was kind of like, 
at first I found myself being a little judgmental, like, well, you chose to give up your job. But then I'm like, well, that's not really fair because I guess if your husband's doing so well and you have young kids, then you're like, okay, well, I'll do it for now. But then she realized she lost all the power. Like, that was really weird when she said the only – he even told her what to do with the kids. And the yeah. only thing she was in control of was their summer vacation. Right. So I, here's my thing because I completely understand where she's been. And, like, I've seen this, right? I'm old enough at the point now where I have friends who are going through divorces and had like I have one friend who literally did not pay any of the bills, did not have her own credit card, like literally had none of that. And so I under I, I've seen it right. And this person's gone through a divorce and they're having to like figure out how all this stuff works. So I I understand that. I do, though, think there is a difference between letting the man lead and letting the man completely take over, right? I think right. letting the man lead is, you know, if he's like, I think we should go, you know, do this. You know, what do you think about I plan a date for this? What do you think about this, this and this? And then if the person's like, oh, I don't feel like sushi tonight, then you make then you make a change, right? That's letting the man lead. If the man is like, we are doing this or nothing, that is letting the man take over. And I see a difference. And I think there is, I, you know, from from my standpoint, I think there's something that's kind of nice about having the man, you know, help you with your luggage on the plane or just like totally. little things like that. But not, I would not, I would never let a man just completely take over. Never. And I just, it's funny you say that because I am, <laughs> I'm like so the wife that, would never ever go outside to shovel snow like it would never occur to me but in every other or like unless my husband were traveling for work like take out the garbage but yet like in every other way I don't know I I do think that every every relationship or marriage has their own things that get assigned right yeah and in my home certainly we have things that I would say are like gender like classic what you picture from the 50s but like household chores like not having any say in finances is something so foreign to me. Right. Just from like the absolute point of, God forbid something happened to them. Right. Now with right. wealthy people, I guess you have an accountant, an attorney and everything who would say, oh, here's where all the money is. But I don't know, just from that point, like my husband and I have like a, you know, we, we know yeah. where everything is. If right. God forbid we needed to know where everything was. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm going to venture to guess this, that, you know, Sutton is Southern. And actually, I don't even know that it's just a Southern thing. But, you know, there do tend to be heavier reliance on traditions in the South. Southern or Sutton, I feel like if she really dated a guy who let her do all the leading, I think she would lose interest. You know, I think there's give and take in every relationship. and. You know, I think she would like I think she would want somebody who would open the do- car door for her and who would not that she would ever fly on a commercial flight, but be the one to put her bag up on, you know, the overhead bin and that kind of thing. So I would ne- it would just- never occur to me to be the one standing at the carousel when the luggage is coming down to grab the luggage unless my husband weren't traveling with me. Right. And and like a listener, a woman could be listening to this like what like I'm the one who does that and their husband stands with the kids like every marriage is different different. 
But for me, those sort of like anywhere physical is concerned, I'm like, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You can take that one. I don't know. So like City Amanda. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's start out with because we've actually been getting a ton of comments and a lot of just feedback about everything going on with Monica and her mom. And this was a marathon. It was a long scene of Monica and her mom having, I guess, dinner, although neither of them really ate. I would first like to point out that her mom in that scene confirmed what we had posted about Monica always going by different aliases. Is it aliases? Yeah. And different names. You know, at first, I really thought I enjoyed the addition of Monica, but I'm not so sure. She brings in a different way the Jen Shah toxicity. The relationship with her mom is just so hard to watch. I saw a tweet and it said something like, you can be abused and also be abusive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fans are very clearly divided. Some feel the mom is very clearly a narcissist parent, while others think Monica is putting this all on and the mom's a victim of her wanting to be a reality star. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall with that? I mean, I fall on the side that they're both assholes, honestly. <laughs> but I do think the mom is awful. I thought her crying at the very beginning of the conversation was very put on and fake and manipulative. I feel like she refuses to see how Monica felt abandoned. It really sent me when she was talking about how like, well, I just thought my behavior, you know, you know, that when I was at that party, I was doing what you had said that you had done for Angie as a friend. You know, with the, she, it's so true. She goes and apologizes for Monica's behavior to all these people she's never met, saying, I just want to have fun. Like, that what set me on that, hearing her talk about it and then also watching it back again. I'm like, this woman wants to, she's the one who wants to be on camera. She doesn't give a shit who she hurts, especially right. her daughter. I think she is absolutely toxic. And I think, unfortunately, that Monica is a result of that and I think Monica is toxic too I agree yeah and we got this email which may or may not have been sent in by LD herself (laughs) (laughs) liar liar sociopath Salt Lake City subject wow she might be the worst I have to carefully word this to remain anonymous Monica's mom moved near her to be close to her and her grandchildren We all watched her tell Monica she's smart, beautiful, and doing a better job as a mom and businesswoman than she did. Monica saying her mother abandoned her was just for a storyline. Was her mom perfect? No. She admitted as much. She was a single mom who did her best. When Monica had an affair with her husband's sister's husband and blew up her life, her mom went to live near her to help her. Neither are perfect, but Monica is wow. Okay, so hold on. She also called her daughter a motherfucker and said she couldn't afford her own kid. Like, who says that to their child? Like, yes, it's just like being like, oh, Monica, you're smart, beautiful, and you're doing a better job as a mother and a businesswoman, but you're a motherfucker. And but like, what? That's like it. No, like, that's not a thing. Listen, say nice things and then follow up with an insult. I think that... They both need a lot of therapy together and separately. 
I think that being a single mother is really, really hard. Yes. And I think that we're watching Monica's mom, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, they're both toxic, but we, as a society, we expect moms to know better, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, you and I have discussed it so many times, like, we're just, as mothers, held to a standard. Right. And... I don't know. It's very complicated. And I think that they're toxic. And I don't really want to watch it. Like, I hate to sound like an asshole, but it's not why I turn on my TV. Like, this isn't Maury Povich. This isn't Jerry Springer. Like, come on. Here's my other thing with this, right? Like, you, everyone, I have made mistakes as a mother, right? It's day class A. (laughs) You, like, yes, people, you know, and she could say, like, I made mistakes and like that is why I'm here. I'm trying to, you know, be here and like right some of the wrongs and really be here for you. And I hear you when you say that you felt abandoned and I didn't feel like it was that case at the time, but now I understand there's none of that. You know, she right. just it's that is where I think that's the other thing that really bothers me. Cause that is one of the other things that I cannot handle in life is people who can't say, I fucked up. I think the hardest thing to wrap your head around as a viewer is we're watching generational trauma that is probably going to continue. And that's what's hard to watch. We're not seeing Monica and and maybe we will. And I think if they're going to keep her on, they're going to have to like put her put Monica in therapy because I am not particularly interested in watching Monica turn her wrath on her teenage daughter. No. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And like, but that's where this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does. You're right. Okay. In other. Oh, messed up people. Oh, did you just get. No, I'm going to. I'm going to hold this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. So Mary and Whitney. I hate you. Their chaotic conversation. Okay. This might seem random, but hot take. Mary's obtuse way of processing and rationalizing information that she's been given is reminding me of Teresa. Hmm. She's unable to take accountability for her part, but then is like so incredibly offended when someone does the slightest thing to her. But it's almost like there's like a wall that she's like incapable of breaking through the other side to see why the person may have said something to her. Right. Like I could not agree more. I feel like Ramona was very similar to that. I think Alexia, especially on the Miami finale, was very much like that. Maybe it's like a personality trait. Like they can only see things through their own eyes and only process you know, like that, like, you know, like Erica was like, how do I get empathy? Like they, they, maybe they don't have empathy. I don't know. I'm really enjoying Angie. Yes. Her and her dad with her the dad's cooking so cute. really cute. And I think it's so interesting to see because when, when a person's a friend of, you really don't know their background. Right. Right. But what we did see is like her extreme attachment to her daughter. Now, don't mistake me. I have two children. I'm very attached to them. I love them. But I remember you bringing up that big bed that they all sleep in. But but then when I learned that Angie lost her mom young, mm-hmm. it like made so much sense why she's like that and, and like made a custom bed because it's almost 
trying to like get in what she didn't have. And her dad just seems so sweet. I love watching them infuse their Greek culture into it. I can't believe this, but I'm again going to give kudos to Whitney. Like yeah. they had another really authentic conversation in the kitchen. And in real time, we're watching the marriage struggle. I feel like so many times we hear like PK and Dorit are a great example. Kyle and Mauricio are a great example. We're like, huh? Yeah. Love Bean, mm-hmm. uh, singing. Oh, PK, stop eating chips. Yeah. That's the worst argument we have. Like, yeah, right. And then they're divorced. And it's like we're seeing and, and I, I hope that Whitney and Justin move past it. And I think. Sometimes the better communication you have, the easier it is to move past it. But it, I'm, I say all that to say, <laughs> like, it's very relatable Yeah, for, the, for work schedules to change. I'm currently going through that myself. And it's a bitch when you have kids and commitments and you have a schedule set up and somebody's job hours change. It can set off the whole flow of your house. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's been... Very interesting watching this. And I think also it goes to show that we don't only want to see people shopping for Hermes and flying on PJs and, you know, getting massages. Like it's we want to see the real stuff, too. Exactly. Okay, so Lindsay Hubbard finally broke her silence this week and spoke to Us Weekly this week. And she had a lot to say. Finally. Finally. I mean, she asked if she was blindsided. She said every couple has normal arguments, arguments, but nothing that would have been so drastic as to break up. She said it was literally the last two weeks of summer that his demeanor and tone changed. There was a lot of combativeness and aggression on his end, and I was very confused. You know, I think that lines up with probably when Carl's mom... And her husband took him aside to talk to him and say, hey, you don't have to go through with this. That makes sense to me that like then like something had to change on his end. Right. And I think I do. I think we kind of correctly guessed it that she was wrapped up in the wedding and in the fairy tale and not really seeing that they weren't getting along. She also confirmed that what we posted the day we broke the news that he had called off the wedding that, you know, he called producers and had them come and that she was completely blindsided. She said it was absolutely humiliated. She said it would be would have been one thing if this conversation happened over the summer during our normal filming schedule. But for call to call up producers and then set up cameras and manipulate me into sitting down so he could break up with me after we'd already wrapped is scary. The whole world found out within 30 minutes of me. They're all on the same panel at BravoCon, and I'm really interested to see what goes down. Hmm. As a matter of fact, and I think I mentioned it at the top, Captain Lee completely threw Kyle under the bus. He said that as his friend, he shouldn't have been constantly talking bad about Lindsay, and he's he's like part of the cracks in their relationship. I, I found the comment very odd. I have maintained that... If this is how it really went down, it, it's messed up of Carl. It just doesn't make sense. There, There's an it that we're missing. Yeah. I love that she said Danielle's been incredible throughout the whole process. And I also really like that she said she had a great time this summer rebuilding friendships with the girls in the house. 
whenever something happened with Carl, she said they were right there to validate her and give her advice. It became a story about sisterhood. Love that. Yeah. She calls out Kyle. She says he's always headed out for me. He thinks I'm a master manipulator who controls the universe. <laughs> Part of him wants to give Carl an ally, but also he likes that I'm always wrong. I have to say, I don't think this interview was necessarily a good look for Lindsay because she painted herself such the victims and took no accountability. And everyone's saying we're going to see the red flags this season and the fighting and the this and the that. Yeah, but I think until she goes back and starts watching it, she probably is still just like she was in, you know, she had blinders on like wedding, right. fairy tale, you know, like what's the next thing? Oh, we have a bridal shower and oh, we have this and like, oh, we have to go register for gifts and like we have to do this and this and this and like not paying attention to the macro issue that's happening in front of her eyes. 100%. <laughs> she posted a picture of her in their apartment, which she's living in. And she had a shirt on that says, I don't know, something like, who cares? I don't have a boyfriend. And she's like, thank you for my shirt, Johnny Bananas. Now, <laughs> I'm sure they hooked up on Traders because why not? Why not? Could you imagine the absolute chaos and activation of them as a couple? Oh, my God. I I can't wait to see it. I hope, I hope we get to see it on Traders because... That alone will make that show fabulous to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. I am going to be in my DMs. The best way to send us Bravo T, email. If emails, like, I get it because you got to send the whole email. DM and get her done. And through the website. Don't forget. If yes. you want to be completely anonymous, you can send us emails. You can actually send images as well we have a security thing on there that only lets you send one image at a time so know that because then you just send another one but you know that way we can kind of keep a record of it you can stay anonymous if you want and then guys don't forget that we have our our little drawing going on to celebrate a million downloads of cocktails and gossip so all the information is in instagram but all you have to do is show that you have given us a review and that you have shared the show. Send an email to me and then with the with the title contest and you are officially entered in our little drawing. And for those of you that asked, yes, Cocktail Party is a fantastic gift. There is a way to buy it as a gift and Amanda has explained it and I have it in a story, but I'm going to make like a nice master post. Well, actually, Amanda is going to make it because she's... Yep, she's a tech person. You got it. And I'll post it for you guys because I did have a bunch of people who said, I want to get this for my sister, my cousin, my brother, whatever. It's a perfect gift for somebody who needs nothing but gossip in their life. And guys, ultimately, I mean, it's less than a coffee every month. Yeah. Um, honest. The kind of, co I mean, I don't even drink that fancy of a coffee. And my, my coffee, even like the smaller size is now more than what it costs to get cocktail party every month. So thank you guys again for getting us to well over a million downloads at this point and happy BravoCon weekend. Till next time. Oh.
thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor, just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and cocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time.